today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. We know that, that working hard, God will bless the work of your hands. We know that's a part of being successful. We know that's a part of, of, of living well. But God's intention was, you don't depend on what you can do alone with your own hands. Get God involved by sowing seed. Seed is sown for provision. This is God's way from the very beginning, and it has not changed. Even though Adam blew it, God's method for provision didn't change. In fact, in Genesis 8, 22, he says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. God intended for man to have his life sustained by the seeds that he sows in the beginning, and that has continued throughout man's entirety of existence. Amen. 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 And it's still the same principle today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we know that, that working hard, God will bless the work of your hands. We know that's a part of being successful. We know that's a part of, of, of living well. But God's intention was you don't depend on what you can do alone Amen. with your own hands. Right. Get God involved Amen. by sowing seed. That's, right. That's how you link yourself to the supernatural. I, I like God blessing the work of my hands, but I also like him getting involved in things my hands haven't done. <laughs> Amen. 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 When I was in the automotive business doing paint and body work, I worked with my hands, you know, sanding cars, replacing the metal on the cars. And, you know, in Australia, we have some Australia guests here today. They call them panel beaters. Well, I was a panel beater. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's how I sustained myself. That's how Carolyn and I were sustained and our two daughters when they were very young before we moved to Fort Worth. That's how we sustained ourselves. And I didn't know these principles back then. You know, my daddy taught me to work hard. Amen. He, he told me when I was a little boy. I, I can only remember two scriptures my dad shared with me when I was a young boy. One was a man that don't work, don't eat. Amen. He said that was in the Bible. I believed him. So I went to work. I like eating. Amen. 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 Then when I got married, he said, uh, a man that won't take care of his family is worse than an infidel. Well, I wasn't sure what an infidel was, but it didn't sound good, so I didn't want to be one. <laughs> Amen. That's the only two scriptures my dad gave me. In fact, when I told my dad, he was underneath his old race car, getting it ready for a race on Saturday night, and I, he was underneath the car, and I went down to the shop behind our house. I said, Dad, I need to tell you something. He said, what is it, son? I'm, I'm working on the, the third member here. He said, uh, I said, dad, I'm getting married. He rolled out under that creeper, on that creeper, and he said, to who? Because <laughs> he never liked any of the other girls I ever dated. 
I said, Carolyn. He said, okay, that's good. And he rolled back under. <laughs> and then he rolled back out and he said, this is the only advice he gave me. You know how much it costs to be married? I said, no. He said, you're about to find out. And he went back under the car. <laughs> but he already told me as a young boy, work. work. If you want to eat, work. work. So I did that. But I didn't know how to God, bring God into my life. I didn't know the Bible could actually be lived by. I thought it was just a storybook. It's just a storybook. Nobody ever told me I could live by the words in this book. That didn't happen until later, you know. And then I found out how to add God and the supernatural to what I knew to do. I like. I heard somebody say it this way. I believe it, Brother Colbert. He said, "When when you add the super to your natural, you get supernatural." Amen. Amen. So. Notice here, God is telling us how our lives are to be sustained. It's through the seeds that we sow. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, let me ask you this question. What are your greatest needs, your greatest desires, and your greatest wants for 2023? Sometimes take the time to write them down. What? are my greatest desires and wants and needs in 2023. Now, once you write them down, seriously think about what you will sow in order to see them accomplished. Oh, you quit writing. Why did you quit writing? (laughs) Once you write all those great needs, desires, and wants, for 2023. You mean God's interested in my wants? Yes. God's interested in my desires? Yes. God's interested in my needs? Yes. He's the God who cares. Amen. 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 So write them down and then think about this. What are you willing to sow in order to see them fulfilled? Now, here's the way Carol and I have learned to do, and we've learned to do this years ago, is particularly ever since the Lord has been giving me a prophetic word for the year, and that began in 1991, and I've set aside time in October every year since 1991 to receive that prophetic word, and that's when uh, Brother Copeland spoke prophetically over me and said, God's moving you into a new dimension of ministry in the office of the seer. And it's part of the prophetic ministry. He's going to show you things to come and then hold you responsible for sharing them to the people that he sends you to all over the world. So that has been uh, a priority in my life since uh, since August of 1991. Okay? So once I receive the prophetic word, the next thing I do, uh, beside, well, the first thing I do is write it down and then I take it to my... uh, uh, publication department and have them make me one of these for my notebook, 2023, the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable. Why? Because the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain, keep it before you, that it might motivate you. And then the next thing I do is I have the art department to make little bookmarks so that each one of you can have one 
with that same message on it. 2023, the year of the maximum and the highest level attainable. And if you haven't picked up one of those, go back to the book room and get one on your way out. Keep it before you. Amen. Keep it before you. Now, the next thing I do is I think about or pray about and a combination of both. What seed will I sow to ensure that this comes to pass in my life? First things first. First things first. Now, I sow all the time. I'm a sower and sowers sow all the time. But for the fulfillment of this, I ask the Lord to give me what I should sow as a special seed that I designate for the fulfillment of this prophetic word coming to pass in my life. And I might add, it's already coming to pass. I'll give you an example. We very soon, the end of this month, uh, will be flying our first trip in our Falcon 50 to South Africa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first time I'm able to fly my international airplane on an international trip. It's a long ways to South Africa. We've already got the trip planned down. In fact, tomorrow morning, those of us that are traveling with me will be spending about four hours out at the airport going through emergency procedures. My pilots have already gone through this. Now the passengers are going through this so that we're not expecting any emergencies, but should anything come up, it doesn't catch us off guard and we don't know what to do. Amen. That's just a safety factor, okay? Amen. So we will spend three to four hours tomorrow morning out at the airport going through emergency procedures. Amen. Now, I needed to do some upgrades on the avionics on my plane because some international laws have changed over the last few years. There are certain countries you can't fly into or fly over without these specific changes or upgrades in avionics. Okay? So, owning an airplane is one thing. Maintaining an airplane is another. Amen. Amen. Owning it, and it's debt-free. We own the airplane. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But maintaining it is another deal. And so I was believing God for extra finances that I wouldn't have to take out of general operating expenses to upgrade avionics. Okay? That's half a million dollars just to upgrade the avionics. Now, I've, I've said this before. When I spend half a million dollars on avionics, I want them to deliver them in an, uh, in an 18-wheeler. <laughs> no, they come out of a little van in boxes like this. That's half a million dollars? Yeah. Am I right? So what do you do? If you have need for half a million dollars to upgrade the avionics, 
I have given you seed for meat. I've given you seed for provision. That was God's way at the beginning. It's still God's ways now. And I learned this a long time ago and I began doing it and I keep on doing it and it keeps on working for me. Hallelujah. Now we needed uh, about a quarter of a million of it to start off. Didn't need the whole half a million right away, but at least a quarter of a million of it to start off. And I'm pleased to report from my sowing seed into other ministries with airplanes, $390,000 has already come in. Amen. That, that seed for provision. See, I'm, I'm still doing what God told Adam to do. And as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. And if seed time and harvest shall not cease, then that means if we continue practicing this way that God does things, then we can anticipate and expect his kind of results. If you believe it, give the Lord a good shout. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So I ask you again today, what are your greatest needs, your greatest desires, and your greatest wants in 2023? And are you seriously thinking and praying about what special seed you will sow to ensure that it happens? This is God's way of doing things. Can you say amen? amen? Now, Jesus made this statement in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 3. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. That's what sowers do. A sower went forth to sow. That's what sowers do. You know, what does a lawyer do? He, he well, among other things, he, uh, Keep it he, Keep it he's a planner. He prepares to go to trial. Amen. Amen. What does a mechanic do? What does the mechanic do? He works on engines. He works on transmissions. That's what he does. What do sowers do? Uh, Let me see. They sow. Sowers sow. And Jesus said, behold, a sower went forth to sow. So that's what sowers do. How many sowers in the house today? Then that should be just as natural to you as breathing. Sowers sow. Amen. Amen. Now, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, the apostle Paul says, Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The Passion Translation says, For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. And the Phillips Translation says, A man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. Depends entirely upon upon that which he sows. So who's in charge of the harvest? You are. 
Amen. We plant, but it's God who gives the increase. But we determine the increase by the seeds we sow. Can you say amen? Paul went on to say, if you sow sparingly, then you reap sparingly. If you sow generously, you reap generously. So we are the ones (coughs) who are determining the kind of harvest that we will receive. Can anybody agree with that? That being said, then I can make this assumption. I'm responsible for my own harvest. I'm responsible for my own harvest. Can anybody say amen? Amen. Do sowers expect a harvest? What farmer goes to the field and says, this is a waste of time. I'm not even going to sow. But I'd like a harvest. There's no harvest without sowing. So to say, uh, I want a harvest, and when I receive it, then I'm going to sow seed. That's like people that say, and I've had people say this to me, Brother Jerry, when my ship comes in, I'm going to send your ministry a big offering. I think most people that say that never send a ship out. (laughs) Amen. And I know there are a lot of people have good intentions, have good intentions, but good intentions can slip away just as quick as you formed them or made them. You know, you could have good intentions this morning while I'm preaching. Boy, I'm getting this. I'm going to sow a seed. I'm going to sow a large seed. Just as soon as I get home, I'm going to sow a seed. Yes, sir. I'm going to sow a seed. A big one. Hallelujah. I can hardly wait to get home. In between here and home, all that inspiration (laughs) can leave with one phone call. A one person telling you something negative. You know, last year I sowed a big seed and got nothing back. This doesn't work. Oh, dear Jesus. What happened to all that inspiration? Now, go with me to 1 Kings chapter 17 for a moment. 1 Kings chapter 17. Now, I learned this a long, long time ago. In fact, this was a message the Lord gave me. I, I, I learned it before this, but God really... How should I say this? Uh, it really became a deep revelation in October of 1981 while I was preaching with Brother Copeland in the Believers' Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. Chapter 17, and let's begin in verse 9. And God is speaking to the prophet. Elijah, and says, Get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now notice that phrase, sustain thee. 
She's going to do something for him that will sustain him. But we're going to find out what God told her to do sustained her. Not only the prophet, but her as well. And look at this. Remember now, I have given the seed for provision to sustain thee. So that's what seed is about, for provision. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and he said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Now notice, not only did the prophet needed to be sustained, but she did as well. She has told him that in the natural, I don't have enough to make you a cake. All I have is enough to make something for my son and I. We're going to eat it and die. And then notice as we continue to read, Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. Everybody say first. First. See, what you do first matters to God. What you do first matters to God. Now, I wrote this down in my notes, and let me see where I said it. She gave up the certain for the uncertain. He said, make me a little cake first. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did. That may be the most important words in that story. She went and did. She went and did. And what did she went and did? She made him a little cake first. What you do first matters to God. What you do first depends on whether or not you experience the maximum and the highest level attainable. Can you say amen? amen? All right, let's keep reading. She and her house did eat many days. The barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So once again, her willingness to obey opened the door to the supernatural. Her willingness to obey. If you look in the book of Haggai, after... uh, Haggai had given them the word of the Lord, told them to consider their ways. Then the Bible says in chapter one and verse 14, the latter part of the verse, and they came and did work in the house of the Lord 
of hosts, their God. Notice what he said to them stirred them up to action. Stirred them to action. And then in the second chapter, in verse 19, the latter part of that verse, God tells them, from this day will I bless you. From this day will I bless you. So notice what happened. They got stirred up about doing first things first and they went and did just like the little woman that we read about in first Kings. They got busy building and rebuilding, restoring the temple. And God said, from this day, I will bless you. I decree in the name of Jesus that from this day, God is going to take you to the maximum and to the highest level attainable in the name of Jesus. And if you believe it, give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. What are the qualities that position someone to receive God's best? How can you develop these in your walk with God and move to a higher level of God's blessing and goodness? Today's special offer, the Life God Rewards Package, contains Jerry Savelle's eye-opening book, Every Day a Blessing Day, his mini-book, Living Up to God's Expectations for Your Life, and the revealing three-part audio series, The Life God Blesses. So many Christians today want God's best, but they aren't willing to do what it requires. God desires to do above and beyond in your life, but it won't happen automatically. In this package, Jerry teaches why some will miss God's best, what opens the door to blessing, and how prosperity is God's idea. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Life God Rewards special package. Discover the qualities God is looking for and become a person that God loves to bless. Are you enjoying the broadcast? I want to hear from you. Let me know that these messages are being a blessing to you. We are encouraged by your letters and we thank you for taking the time to write to us or calling the ministry and just letting us know that what you're hearing is encouraging you, inspiring you, and we're believing that it's taking your faith to a higher level. We're talking about this broadcast and in some future broadcasts, the life that God rewards. God wants to bless you. God wants to reward you for your faithfulness and you have every right to expect it because that's what the Bible says. God blesses the faithful. If you're one of the faithful, then you can count on being blessed by God. And if you will dare believe it, you can experience blessings from God each and every day of your life. That's part of the resource package we have planned for you this time. My book entitled Every Day a Blessing Day. Every day a blessing day. I like to say, I get up every morning expecting blessings to come my way in some way. Sometimes they seem to be just small things that happen. Sometimes they are major things that happen. But I get up every day expecting today to be my blessing day. Get up confessing that. Today is my receiving day. It's my blessing day. Right along with it, three CDs entitled, The Life That God Blesses. How to get in position to receive the blessings of God. He wants to bless you coming in, going out in the city and in the field. Every place you go, God has blessings waiting for you there. And then finally, this little book, Living Up to God's Expectations for Your Life. God wants you to be faithful. He wants you to persevere. He is expecting you to never give up on His promises. And if you determine 
that you never give up and you refuse to quit, then you can expect God to honor your commitment. Amen. So if you're interested in these resources, go to jerryseville.org or just look on the screen right now and all the order and your information is available to you. Place your order right away and be sure to join me again next week as we continue this study on the life that God rewards. I'll see you then.